You can be the best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You can beat the war. You can talk the guy go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up. You can beat the clock. You can move a mountain. You can break rocks. You can be a master. Don't wait for luck. Dedicate yourself and you go find yourself. Eleven minutes past six. You're on the sport, Jack. Alex was the housemate with you. You've just spoken to Scotty Lucas. And make sure uh, you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram to relive all our interviews we've done. Um, yep. There are some good ones on there. Some very, very good ones. Yeah. Well, look, Thanks, you know, Alex. Yeah, I appreciate that. Say so about all of them are quite good. Not many that so don't I, go I, good. I say they're on there. I don't rate them. <laughs> you can listen to them. <laughs> I think they're quite good because, you know, we're obviously, yeah. we always perform. Great one from last week with what? Moose Stevens. Make sure you give that one a listen. We do. That's definitely the highlight. Hilarious. So at tsport991 is the handle for all of it. So at tsport991 on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So make sure you do all that. And if you want to email us, uh, thesport991 at outlook.com is our email address. So hopefully you can get some send some things in so we can, you know, talk about it on air because unfortunately yeah. we don't have two-way sort of communication. <laughs> well, no, we'd love phone in, but unfortunately yep, we've got no. phone out. Well, unfortunately, we've got this community radio for you. That's yeah. okay. That's, and that's cool. fine. For the it's people. where we're at, you know, but we wouldn't mind a bit of talk back. 12 minutes past six, speaking of talk back, we're going to go live now to Brisbane. Because one of our local legends is up there um, quarantining in one of his hotel rooms, no doubt, won a bronze medal in the boxing. And we say good evening to Harry Garside. G'day, mate. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, champ. Oh, thank you for joining us. Congratulations, mate. A bronze medal. That would have, um, you know, that would have been awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been a pretty surreal experience, mate. Um, us and the team, we've been away from Dublin for about, oh, since about March. So I'm, uh, I'm very keen to get back to Lillardale and, and show my family the, uh, the medal and give my coach a hug and, um, and have a few beers down at the pub. Correct. Oh. You're more than welcome to come in here and show us your medal as well, Harry. <laughs> don't, don't be afraid. <laughs> of course, maybe, maybe, of course. A local boy, local, local fighter. Um, yeah. You've been to the Commonwealth Games a couple of years ago, and now the big time in the Olympics. What's what's next, mate? Or oh, you haven't thought about that yet? Um, I'm not too sure. I think we can we can do both amateur and professional now. So if that's the case, I'll probably try and manage both for a little bit, um, and then yeah, obviously as well, would love to turn professional and, and bring some world titles back to Australia. That's every boxer's dream, and um, if we can do both the uh, Olympics, Commonwealth Games, and as well turn professional and try for four world titles, and I'll do that for sure. Can you just explain how that works? Because that was something I was a little sort of confused about. Going to the Olympics, you need to be amateur, but you're now saying there's some professional element to it? Yeah, so they, it's, to be honest, mate, it's a bit of a grey area. So for Rio Olympics in 2016, they changed the ruling prior to the Olympics, and um, yeah, they're still trying to pan it out in some countries about what are the rules and regulations behind it, but um, we're going to have a meeting with Boxing Australia, us, and, uh, us, us athletes and, and Boxing Australia, and really sit down and, and, and they can hear us and, and what we think is best for the sport, and, and hopefully they can implement that into the rules, and fingers crossed we can do both. Yeah, because essentially, yeah, being an amateur, then you've got another three years to Paris, but in that time, you're good enough, you want to be turning pro, and, and this is where your bread and butter is. Yeah, it, 
it's one of those things, mate. Like I'm, I'm 24 now. I just turned 24, and the next Olympics are three years away, and 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 I'll be 27. It's like whether I can you know, maintain uh, my level. You know, and, and still have a successful professional career at 27. It's almost a little bit late. You know I mean, you kind of need to start that process now and um, and get stuck into it now. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I have faith that they're gonna we're gonna be able to do both. So I'll probably do both. Yeah, we talk about uh, what's coming up next, Harry, but as you mentioned before, you're just on day two of quarantine, so I'm sure the thing you're probably thinking about is what's next on the watch list. So what is on the watch list for for TV and whatnot during your time? Uh, great question, man. I'm, uh, I'm, to be honest, I'm just catching up on catching up on the Olympics. I'm a massive sport fan. Yeah, right. So, I, um, so I, and it's almost weird. I said this to someone like, it's weird because I usually spend my whole time during the Olympics just watching all these sport, sporting events, and um, and and because I was there, I wasn't able actually able to watch a lot of them because we weren't able to go out to the events due to COVID. So I'm just catching up on some athletic events and some swimming events and um, some stuff that I missed out while I was at the Olympics. Yeah, plenty of good swimming ones to watch this year. What about any other sports uh, you're particularly uh, around? Uh, I love, mate, to be honest, I love most sports. I don't follow sports, like, religiously. I just, like, I really enjoy, like, watching the art of sport and how much emotion is put into sport and the beauty of it. Um, so, yeah, like, any sport, mate, I could sit down and watch darts, bowling, you know, any, anything, you know. <laughs> you can <laughs> join us at the Sporting Globe. I was going to say, that's all of us here, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why we love it, you know, and, and, and I'm grateful that, I was able to represent our country on the biggest stage and, and I'm extra grateful to bring out a medal. And let's hope Paris, I can try and change the colour, mate, be his first ever Olympic uh, boxing gold medalist for Australia. That'd be awesome. Now, you sound like a lad from Louisville or Moorabark Way, <laughs> and uh, the, uh, all the kids at Moorabark East Primary School, I think, have been told and emailed to watch you when my young fella goes there. So I've got the emails to make sure I was watching. But, um, <laughs> How good's that, mate? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Did you... Have you watched your own fights? Uh, I haven't watched the last one, but I've watched the ones prior to that. Obviously, while you're in comp, yeah, you're trying to pick up things that you're doing wrong, doing, doing right. Um, but, yeah, the last one, as I lost, I will just give myself a little bit of time to to feel this and, 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 and let it all sink in. What's happened, obviously, it was a failure. Um, you, we go there for gold, and, and bronze wasn't gold, and... I'll let the dust settle and my emotions settle and then I'll sit down and, and really watch and, and, um, and pick apart that last fight. And it's it's a good time to be a boxer in Australia, with uh, especially in the professional bouts with uh, Timmy Zoo flying around at the moment. Uh, have you got have you seen someone that you're sort of looking up to or over your time as a boxer? I know you've been boxing since uh, maybe you were six or seven. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they're, they're all like doing really well. Um, obviously, Justice Winnie is, is one of my good mates. Jason Whateley is one of my good mates too. And, um, you know, and they're massive. The Maloney boys, the Maloney yep. twins, they're local lads local from our boys. area. So, yeah, they're um, fantastic. Tim Zoo, like, he's great, don't get me wrong, but he, he also hasn't fought um, like a high caliber fighter overseas. That's why I respect. Yep. I'm not saying I don't respect him, but that's why I respect um, you mean know, the Maloneys. They've they've gone overseas and they've taken some really hard fights. And um, you know, until Tim does that, like he's really not on the at international stage. He's definitely a star in Australia, and he has the potential to to go overseas and do some special things. But he hasn't done that quite yet. And I'm really looking forward to the Maloneys' next fight, and and I, and I reckon they can get the job done over there for sure. 
Yeah, you mentioned uh, Jason Waitley. Obviously, he was at the uh, 2016 Games as well. What did you chat to him about, I guess, before the Games and the experience of all that? Yeah, so he's like one of my... He's like, I classify him as family, mate. He, um, he's really close to me. And it was just great to, you know, to get a bit of knowledge off him. He just said to take it all in and, and just be aware that you're going to get a lot of love, a lot of emotion on social media and just don't let it affect your performance. And, um, you know, he, he learned a lot. He actually fought Brazil in his first fight in Brazil and, and there was obviously a lot of crowd against him if not all the crowd against him so he almost let his emotions get the better of him so um, he just let me be aware of that and um, I'm grateful for him for sure How did you deal with the fact that there were no crowds and things like that there? Obviously a lot of athletes really feed off the crowd and I guess like you say as well can get really overwhelmed by them what was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was, it was almost a little bit refreshing, mate. Um, boxing in Australia and sometimes the places I've fought overseas, like we've had crowds of, of minimal people, so it, it, it was almost just felt like a normal tournament. Obviously, you look and there's cameras everywhere, that's unusual, and then there's Olympic rings everywhere, and obviously you know the moment and how big it is, but not having a crowd and, and, and you know, I mean, it was almost like a little bit like, oh, this is just like a normal fight, which is kind of refreshing, so... Um, yeah, it definitely didn't feel like it was a bad thing. Did that um, did that change anything about your sort of your focus or your your mental preparation leading up to it? Like, did that did that have any effect? Uh, in a sense, yeah, because it's like there was tossing up whether there was going to be crowds, whether there wasn't. So, like during my visualization and during my preparation mentally, you you're, you're trying to prepare for every situation and. and and they're telling you one minute there's going to be a crowd and then you, so you're trying to prepare just in case you fight a Japanese guy in Japan. Um, you know, you're trying to prepare emotionally for that and um, and then they tell you there's no crowds so and then you're trying to change your visualisation to, to picture no crowds and stuff like that. So it's just little things like that. But all in all, mate, as long as you train hard, um, do all the work that your coach asks you to do, um, push yourself mentally and emotionally, then I think when you get there on game day, like you'll be prepared and, and most athletes are at the Olympics will be prepared. Now just on your on your training, are you taking a short break or are you uh, punching out a couple of hundred sit-ups in the uh, in the room there? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, uh, I just today, I, it's only day two, I've got a, a bike that's on a, um, a trainer so I can... I can beat Cadell Evans while I'm here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try and break some records. Well done. That's your next sport. You can't do boxing <laughs> next Olympics, do the cycling. I've got, I've got little legs, but I'll try to grow them. <laughs> Very good. Um, now, tell us, there was news coming out um, of the flight home, Harry, and you, you gave up your, your A1 seat, uh, business class seat, to your coach, which was fantastic and, um, you know, very generous of you. But were you just a bit disappointed when he slept the whole way? <laughs> a little bit, yes, I was. But um, he's a great man, and he deserves... He deserves that completely. He, he did say, I think that was his first time in business, and um, he's done a lot for me and my growth. Um, he's like my second coach. So my, my main coach, who, who's from Lourdes, Brian Levia, he's 79 this year, but he doesn't come interstate or overseas with me. And, and the national coach, Kevin Smith, who I gave the ticket to, he looks after me while I'm away. And both of them together have, have really crafted me into the man that I am now, and not just as a boxer, but as a, as a human. So as well as my parents. So... 
to give him that ticket, mate, like he deserves it. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it again, not, for sure. I wouldn't even know what you miss out on. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not too much. <laughs> um, you talk about, yeah, just being a, a good human as well, Harry, and I know you're passionate about quite a number of causes. Um, one of the things that you spoke quite a lot about in the lead-up to the Olympics and during the Olympics um, was your, your sort of um, push with your nail polish and things like that. What's what's the what's the drive there? Like, what's um wh- what inspires you to to do things like that? Uh, I think like growing up, man, like just a couple of things that like pushed on me. I felt just uh, like like you have to be this way because you're a male. You have to be this way because you're um, your your last name's Garside. I just felt like society or, or maybe my circle was like pushing things on me, and, and maybe they weren't aware, but I felt that. And it almost felt like a little bit authentic when I was doing things, um, you know, because it just didn't feel like the true me. So I'm just trying to, like, understand myself more and, and, and express myself however I see fit and, and get the message across to young people that you can literally be whatever you want to be. And if that means being different and, and breaking the grain and being different to your family and friends, and then I encourage that because, like, I, I'd rather someone be their true authentic self and just to be what other people want them to be. and. That's what I'm trying to advocate for. I was a completely different person growing up, mate, and, and I hope people have seen throughout my journey that I'm trying and I'm growing and, and, and I'm trying to be a better human. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, Harry, I'll, I'll tell you, and we might have joked about it before, but when you when you get back to uh, local Lilydale land, we want you up here oh, yeah. in studio, joke, and uh, <laughs> we're going we to give you the, the mic. Problems. We want to, yeah, that's really what we want to touch the bronze. But mate, we would love you up here just to just to talk a bit more about your sort of journey, so we can yeah. and and we can follow it from here and and bigger and better things, mate. Oh, fantastic, mate! Well, I appreciate that, and I'll probably take you up in the offer, mate. Yeah, so thanks for having me on. No, I wouldn't. We'll, I wouldn't be letting these blokes anywhere near the bronze, though, just personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you might get it back, but um, just uh, quickly, let's divide a few people here. Um, who do you follow in the footy? Uh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne. And did I... Um, so what are your thoughts on the Alistair Clarkson thing? Are you happy or annoyed? Uh, it's, it's interesting because Sam Mitchell is obviously a local lad. So yeah. uh, it's he? interesting, mate. Like, Alistair Clarkson's done a lot for our for our club and there obviously would have been a time in the next three, four years that he was going to leave and naturally, um, you're in. And, and it's obviously confronting. I don't follow it that much, mate, but... Yeah. We had our time in the sun, Hawthorne, and I think it's just now, now time to rebuild the club. And if that means a bit of fresh energy, then oh. I think Alice has done the right thing for the club. And I hope that we can win a few premierships before this decade's out. I'm sure you will. Oh, man. That's what they do. No, Hawthorne do that. They win flags. Um, but, uh, well, that's good. And also, uh, there was another question I was going to ask you, Harry. I can't really remember it now. <laughs> But that's, uh, that's great. No, we'll, look, we will get you in um, in a couple of weeks' time, mate, when you're all well-rested and preparing for the, uh, uh, the Commonwealth Games or the Olympic Games next. So it's been great to chat with you, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Cheers, Harry. Thanks, Harry. Good on you. Harry Garside there, uh, Olympic bronze medalist.